Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Thursday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily right here on 850 ESPN Cleveland. I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Happy to be here. Let's talk I about Bison's Day. Oh, let's talk about Bison's Day. I mean, this shall is we? an unbelievable development. Kudos to the cafe staff today. They absolutely brought it. They said, look, what is Thursday? Thursday is the start of the week. Thursday is the new Monday, and it's a better Monday because football is back. That's We're right. on to week number five now of the NFL season. And so the cafe staff, they said, we have got to, and I like to say it this way, We've got to commemorate this day oh, good job. with something very special. And so they busted out. I'm walking around, and yesterday they had some smoked are you, flank steaks in a, in a bowl area. Bo, are up. you allowed to wet your beak on this? Because there, are certain, oh, yeah, no, no, that, this there is, are certain people who won't let you have certain things. So this is something that is open to the, to the, to the will of the people. Yeah, I just, I in put, the old days, I used, to be, I used to go down there with you, and we would you know, commiserate together. Well, you Back still could because yeah. most the timing, days the time those twelve thirty to one thirty for the the plebs. for the plebs. Yeah. So, we I go down there and yesterday it had this bowl area that had smoked flank steaks, some beans, some brown rice, some you know fixings to make kind of like a chipotle bowl. I like it, which was awesome. So I initially looked at that, but I was like, you know, we don't want to run that back maybe twice in a row. So then I turn the corner and I see charred broccolini. Yep charred ca- grilled carrots sure and then i walk and it was like all of a sudden if it was a movie scene it would have had one of those things where oh that's right and there'd have been like gold yeah. lights coming off that's of right. it as i turn sure what a range you just don't know what you're gonna get what an absolute it's variation. a it's yeah. a, a wide wide swath yeah so anyway i've turned the corner and then and there it is and yep. it says Smoked bison wow. brisket. And I said, oh, I think I will. And the only thing that stopped me from taking more than four pieces was there were only like six in there, and there were other people in line. And so I said, well, I can't take them all. One of the new developments here this season that I've noticed is um, both on arrival and departure and a, a smoked aroma. So There's I was like wondering where, on the, every day. where it was manifesting. Somebody down there knows what they're doing. That, that was, was a delight, what you just – and you were kind enough to share and give me a little I, chunk. I, I insisted. You felt obligated, and I loved yeah. that. A generous, incredible yeah. tone. Um, even offered me the knife and, yep. and said, look, I haven't touched the knife. I just Back. I just grabbed it. It's all hands, you to Owned do. it. Um, boy, moist, tender, juicy. flavorful, juicy. Just – it was a delight. Bravo. I mean, if anything if – hopefully everything else can go this way. One of my favorite things that I've had – I, yeah, there was a split pea soup at one point that was a with stunning. With a giant, like, ham hock With the in ham there. in there. Smoke that ham. was probably oh, yeah. the piece de resistance. Yeah. That had it. But this was, this was right there. By the way, I'm also happy. Gibbe's back. Gibbe's back. Gibbe! 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 Hi, boys. Gibbe! What percentage are you right now? Probably about 72, maybe I like 73 it. in okay. Adam Joe's house. All right. I like it. 73%. So Gibbe is back. Um, oh, yesterday at the end of the program, I um, had to go down to the stadium to, sure, uh, sure, sure. to procure things for the, the young Beamsy's birthday, uh, which is coming up tomorrow. And Keg? Yeah, he's nine. 
It's fine. Not quite Start yet. Early. Not not quite yet. Start um, early. So we um He's so back. I went down there. So uh, in, incredible array of, of products there for purchase. Mm. Uh, they do such a good job. Great people down there. Um, mm-hmm. So I went down there to get something that was asked for. And I would I'd be remiss to not mention that it is a little surreal that items of clothing that we I feel like single handedly popularized. That we certainly we amplified, if nothing, at the at a bare, bare minimum. The very least made a, made people abundantly aware of the coolness. Yes, and interested, and, and continued to really beat it home the importance of it. Uh, and I'm speaking specifically of the Dorsey hoodie, which is still there, or the Crew Dorsey Crew, yep, yep, which sure, are still sure. selling there down there in the higher sizes, and that's still a damn good looking sweatshirt. It is a beaut. It's a um, classic. And then the from equipment a bygone staff, era. from a bygone era, but still, I still think it's good. I still think you can pull pull it off. They have the uh, they have a clearance rack, like it, it's fifty percent off marked for like sizes two X, like some of the big sizes in that Dorsey hoodie. So they're like twelve bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And then, of course, the equipment staff hoodie, which I am certain we were the first to notice. I'll never forget the day we first saw it uh, when Stefanski was walking around here in it. Oh and yeah, we stopped traffic. We haven't even stopped talking about it. No. And in fact, the lore of the equipment hoodie lives on. It does. Because there has the, been a black. Most of these varieties are down there for purchase. Can you purchase the black in the store? No. There's no. it's orange and gray. And gray or brown? A brown gray, maybe? I've never seen a brown. So maybe it's there's gray. a gray. They're new era. The the branding down there is new era. Oh, not on a Nike. Not on a Nike. But new era does a good I mean it's good fine, stuff. Fine, yeah. yeah. So, but you could get the orange one, and then you get the gray one, and then there's there's all sorts of, you know, brownie stuff. Proud or stiffy, either one. Well, let me tell you what I've seen. Do you want to even say this out loud? I do. I'm fearful that if you say it out loud, it will become something that we see on more people that are not you. No way. There's only one in the world right now. I understand. At one point, there was only one black one, and there was only one orange one, and there was only one gray one. And now, all of a sudden, they're everywhere. And I just think if you say this out loud, okay. I'm going to turn on NFL Network, and Kyle Brandt's going to be wearing one. So that's my concern. Well, only because it's it's designed to needle me, which it's very effective. Brad Melland is You and I have talked effective. about this specific one version yeah. off air. All right, so we, I won't say it. Okay. What is what I'll say? I am Sunday in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Wow, she's moving with a purpose. Getting those plugs. That's a big stride out. That's what, well, I had no electricity today. Maybe that just happened back there. Yeah. So I'm doing uh, News 5. So if anybody watched Brown's Countdown and you okay. noticed my eyes and face looking other to another place in the camera and my jaw dropping, it is because Brad Melland, Equipment Manager of the Year. Yep. The Melon Pursuit of Perfection Award, yep. which we hand out all the time, was wearing that, which has never been seen before. It has never even been discussed other than by us before as being a possibility. And sure enough, he strides out of the tunnel in that. God. So I. Good night, nurse. I am doing my TV. So I'd kind of be like this. Yep. Holding the mic. I see it out of the corner of my eye. And I'm waiting for them, you know, to come back there, talking to the studio. I'm in a box. Yep. And I see that like a corner of my eye. And I look at it. And I go like this. <laughs> Jaw drop. Mouth agape. Eyes open. And then I start shaking my head because I'm going to put the mic down now. This is what he was doing in front of me, right behind the camera, 
now while I am oh talking. Oh, God. And I have to be, like, chuckling while he's doing it. But this is how Brad right, Melton I'll walks describe. by in this particular outfit. All right, so here here comes the girl. Now this is he's now impersonating Melon with, oh god, like kind of like a folks. If you can imagine, you know the Vince McMahon gif when he strides out. It's got a little, a little bit of that to it, a little more bounce, but yeah. just a lot of just or panache. or like that gif of like the guy getting out of the the big rimmed Cadillac when he yes, gets out. It's that guy. It's that guy. It's that. Guy. It's that guy. Uh -huh. Yeah. So that's the look. That's kind of the walk. That that's he what had. he did to me. And so then we're on the plane flight home, and I've come to him like, what is this? What is going on? What is happening right now? So to, at that point, up until that point, you and I have discussed that particular version. Yeah. Uh, you discussed it with him yeah. because he's been holding this over us for 18 months. I mean, he's pulled out one of Forever. the greatest pranks ever on me. Yeah, that's correct. On draft. One of the longest cons yeah. that's ever been. He's sent hoodies and taken them back from numerous people just to try to get my goat yeah yeah so that's his that's his even some who the fact that they were even in the possession is stupefying so so he is now you then went to him and said uh aha what i would like to do is this, this. and then he goes how do you know about how do you even know about that yeah and then there's no more speaking of it and then it just shows up on the sidelines in atlanta oh yeah. that's what you're telling me just happened and it was done just a hundred percent. He wore that just for me, for sure. So he's like peacocking back and forth now oh behind the camera, God. having the time of his life, loving it. We're on the plane flight home, and he would be like, "Hey Nathan, do you tell Jim what I had on earlier?" Because <laughs> I'm sitting, of course, with the great voice of the Cleveland Browns, Jim Donovan. So I told Jim what he's wearing, and I don't know if it even really resonated with Jim, but he goes. Jim's like, oh, that's that's cool, that's cool. He's like, you can have one. <laughs> He's Oprah. Yeah, and then like, I, I don't even remember who else. You can have one. You can have it. We were in the flat yesterday. We're down there. I uh, interviewed Jordan Elliott, and um, we're standing around, and he goes up to me, and I'm standing with uh, Mo Pedman, and he's like, hey, did you, uh, did Nathan tell you about what I uh, what I had on? And I proceeded to tell him, and he's like, you can have one, Kevin. Kevin's like, oh, that's great. Edmund gets yeah. him too. So, and then he'll always be like, at the end of it, he'll always be like, I think you're, I think you're ready to be bestowed. Like, I think you're ready. I think you're ready for it. And, and like, yet not. And I'm like, I am ready for it. I think you've been ready. I've been ready. You've even saved him at one point. Saved him. With Big the beanie, league. which I now lost the replacement of that beanie. And there are, they don't, there's you no more of those. It. They're done. I found one on eBay that I ordered. It's fake fake so bad and it's awful it's like the worst oh, fake of no. all time because oh, that was God. the best beanie ever yeah and now it's gone so it's over you'll never get it back no is there back stock somewhere do we have like old stock somewhere not of that one because believe me i have that yes i've it, seen it is it over across the street is that where that stuff is no, or is it all it's all down there the, and he's the just pursuit got of perfection has, has a it few all drawers yeah but he doesn't have that stuff. beanie yeah Maybe. No, he doesn't have that beanie. You sure? Yeah. I bailed him out with that beanie. He'd have no so problem he owed, beanie. So he, he would owe it to you, yeah, yeah, to be able to do it. All right. Um, players, uh, in, in terms of our little game against the Chargers, which happens on Sunday here, here is where we are from an injury standpoint. Um, we had a bunch of not practices yesterday. Joel Batonio, Harrison Bryant, Jadavian Clowney, Amari Cooper, David Njoku. None of those guys practiced. Do you want to do your thing? We say worry, don't worry. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Batonio. <laughs> Bryant. Clowney. 
leaning positive. Coop. More positive than negative. 100% fine. Chief. Fine. Miles. Playing. Brian. Playing. Elliot. Playing. Hag. Eh. I don't know. I mean, he hasn't been active anyway. JOK. Fine. Denzel. Fine. All right, there you go. So that's pretty good. So we're, we hope we're pretty Clowney healthy, and then we're pretty healthy. The Clowny's Clowny to me right now is the only question mark. That's the only question mark. All right. Um, oh, speaking of JOK, yesterday when mm. I was down there mm. um, at the equipment uh, or at the, the the store down there, mm-hmm. they have youth JOK jerseys. Oh, so that's never happened maybe. before. Apparently they just put them on the shelves yesterday. Is this a spoiler alert for um, a certain and so And so they have them uh, there. So that's something that you can't – because that's one you can't customize. You can't go online, like, whether letters. you go Fanatics or whatever. Like they won't let you customize it because it's too long on the on the letter size. Um, but they're down there. So mm. you have that. So that's that's – Keep your eyes out for those if you if you've been looking. They're now available. Um, also, slinging merch, love it. Boy, be you know, this is what we do. We are billboards, billboards for the organization, stewards. We try to be for merch. Just bestow things upon us. Hey, I have a little, I have a little bit of news as well. Do you want me to do this Chargers stuff first, or should you? You want to save that, or do you want me to do the Chargers information first? What do you want to do? Let's get the business, and then okay, we'll come back to the fun. fun. Okay, yeah. Uh, for the Chargers, Keenan Allen did not practice. Dustin Hopkins, uh, Josh Palmer, Kyle Van Noy, all limited. Herbert, Horvath, Austin Johnson. I mean, some of these guys don't even matter. Uh, I think Andrew Allen, Horvath, first fullback in Chargers history to catch a touchdown in each of his first two games. Good for him. Keenan Allen's, the notes. Keenan Allen's one that you're uh, would be. DNP, stay away. Yeah. Don't need to see him. Don't need to see him at all. Uh, one other roster fans. move. We talked about this yesterday. Farrell Brown to the active roster. Yeah. Is that from a fantasy standpoint? How much does that affect Chief at all? None, zero. Zero. Okay, not a, not one bit. Farrell, the the person that that affects the most, my guess, would be Miller Forrestall. No, I just mean like, will Farrell get some of those? I mean, he had seven catches for seventy-two yards on the whole season. Yeah, the guy's got four hundred yards in his career. Right, I mean, I'm good. not. Right. I, I'm not. I'm not worried right. about you that. You had your arm raised, your hand raised. I did. I did. So I got a little. Let's start with your fun, though. I'm going to turn the tables to you. All right. Last night you put forth. An incredible Instagram video, an absolutely stunning video about one take. How to make that's all we do. Duh. Yeah, I mean it's us. Yeah. How right. you make an old fashioned. You did so from one of the most gorgeous bars on the planet. Oh, that'll make the blonde feel good. She'll home. feel good about that. Yeah. You should feel good about that, Mama. I made it. I mean, not gonna it, lie, that was my first takeaway. Oh my well, god! It was. It looked like the bar of like. It looked like there. it looked like the bar that you'd find in the lobby of a swanky, swanky hotel, which to me is a, an incredible compliment. This was her her deal. She had this vision for this thing, and away we away we it went. It had to be based off of like a swanky hotel bar. Then I mean, that's in my I mind. would assume that or she saw nice it something, or she was yeah. in. Yeah, I don't know. Sure, I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. incredible, but I, but great you. job. Very good. Yeah. My favorite part of that video, in terms of also the learning, you know, of course, the black wall and the bitter side had that secret we've, from we've, you for many times. That out, yeah. Um, was when Bootsy <laughs> ran down and you had to send him to go. And where's his mother? That I died laughing when, I, when you said that because so under you're like, where's his mother? Where's his mother? Where's his mother? I was dying. So good. And it, that was a risky thing to say because the mother was holding the camera. So that's made it even funnier then. She was the one reporting. I figured. So good she job out of her. It? Yeah, she held it. That's a hold? That's a hold. Incredible steadiness. Yeah, well, she was in the business. She's in the business. Yeah, but that so. just speaks to a, a toned arm 
Yeah, I mean, she There's did. No she, she held it. It was steadied. Um, that So I had told the boys, you know, I'm, I'm going to be recording something. Don't you know, come down. And if who can't help themselves? Bootsy. So, yeah, he came down in the mix. Where's his mother? <laughs> even better. That's yeah. even better. Yeah, she was shooting. So that's, that was, um, yeah, that's, the, that's my go-to one. Like if someone, if I, if you were to come over, and and I were to make an old fashioned, that's the one I would make. So now you, I have maple. I have a maple version that I make. I've got a chocolate version that I sure. make. Make uh, a more traditional one that I make, which is more of an orange spice. I was gonna say, so, but you don't have an orange peel in there. No, you eschew it. Okay. I don't. I'm not interested. I don't muddle an orange. I don't do any of that. So mm -hmm. I, you know, that's that's not the. And it, it's like I think I said it in the thing. I can't remember, but. You know, some people say, well, it's got to have, it doesn't have to have anything. Like, there's certain things it has to have. It's got to have bitters. It's got to have some sort of simple syrup or sugar or something like that. Sure, sure. Those things are must. Beyond bourbon, that, bourbon. bourbon would be required. A whiskey of some sort, you could use rye. Um, and all of that is required. But beyond that, it's all up to you. It's a subjective process. I've even had a smoked mezcal, uh, old fashioned. Mezcal has so much smoke anyway. Yeah. How do they. It's just because they served it in that smoky oh, thing. Oh, the smoky thing. The yeah, the, thing. Where do you come down on the smoked old-fashioned? I like it. Yeah. I enjoy the presentation. When I get to, like, lift a beaker off and the yeah, smoke cool. comes out, it smells good. I like it. Yeah. It's not necessary. No. I don't think it's, it's not my favorite, but as a change of pace, I don't mind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. That's I don't fun. know if the, if the juice is worth the squeeze. It feels like there's a lot. Like, to do it at home would be a lot. Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. I told you the one, the coolest one I ever had, though, was the one down in Florida where they somehow got the smoke into the ice sphere. Oh, and that's then right. And it with a ball-peen hammer, and so then, then it falls, like, right in, and the smoke comes out, and the that was yeah, that was pretty cool. So my little bit of news is, you know, we've been getting these beautiful uh, game posters. Yeah. Which have been fun. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Your boy might make a cameo. Oh, told. not my favorite likeness of me I've ever seen, oh, to be no. perfectly honest, like a caricature, but it's still it's pretty good. Is it like a where's Waldo? Like, you're no, down? no, no. I'm there's you're prominent quite. Yeah. On a game poster. Yeah. I mean, that feels kind of like an obituary type mention. <laughs> the hop's been on one, but of course he was meant for a legend. He I'm is in a, the hop with all a, due respect. Totally. I'm the in Hoff. a I'm in a I'm in a. Much in a very supporting role to Brownie. Like I am. But nevertheless. In a role. Yeah. They showed it to me yesterday. I was. Which, where can we look forward to this? When can we look we'll forward to We'll get them tomorrow. Oh, this is for tomorrow? Yeah, for this game. Oh, my God. Amazing. So this is what's going to be amazing. So I'll get, I'm going to get Bootsy that one. You'll sign it. He won't even be able to wrap his head around it. It would be great. Because then now you will become a cartoon character for him. Yeah. I feel like. I'll tell you when. Okay. This is what I want you to think. When you see it, yeah, I feel like this is the only clue I want to give away, and we'll see if tomorrow you uh, you come up. We'll with the review same it tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I look like a very unique and prominent character from one of my favorite movies of all time. Like I think I, if you took my face in this from this caricature and put it into okay. on this guy's body in this particular film, you would you would be like you look like that guy. <laughs> I'll see if I can pick it out. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Join the uh, CBD crew live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Strongsville. That's next Tuesday, October 11th from 1 to 3. Wow. Stop out. Meet Browns legend Kevin Mack from 1 to 2. Visit the Cleveland Browns Facebook page to learn we more. We got another. 
every Tuesday, I feel like. Yeah, they're, they're, we're out here slinging. Hey, get us some merch to wear. We'll sling it. We'll sell it to the people. Yeah. I'd I mean, like I'll that. tell. I, I, I'd like that. Yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll tell. You got people a, but you have a bunch of things on your agenda. You have a sit down with the man, Mr. Rossi. Add that to it. Be like, hey, we're billboards. We need some gear. Because I see when we're, I'll tell you what, when we were at, at uh, UH, yeah. all of the like community kids have every piece of gear that's ever been made. They do, yeah. That's no question. All the crucial catch Impressive. stuff. It's all there. We have a yeah. polo. We, I'll tell you, there's a there's a salute to service quarter zip that's nice this year. I saw it. It's already it's, on it's, the radar. It's a nice. It's, it's, it's is a it? Nice. I do like it. Is it? I do. It's kind of a khaki. But it's the the color of it's like it it it's it, a, it, it's, has, it can't commit to whatever color it is. It isn't. It's a it's more khaki than green. I would say. But together. Yeah. I yesterday in the equipment shop, I liked it. You did. I did. I saw I think it on, the design. Who was is wearing nice. it? But it could be different under natural Mc, light. B was wearing it yesterday, maybe. I if it's say. under natural light, it may look know. different. I, yeah, I, I wanted to love it. All right. Well, well I like the one that review. I the one I had on Monday. That's that sweet black with a little brownie on there. Oh yeah, that's, that's an a strong one. Yeah, that's nice. From the golf collection. I like that. All right, so we will go around the league. We will go behind enemy lines here in just a little bit as well. Matt oh Mike Smith is going to join us on the program. Uh, we're off and running here on a Thursday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the official partner partner of your Cleveland Browns. While you depend on the Browns to win, you can also depend on OBM because it can tackle any size office situation. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Colts and Broncos with no running backs. Not on. I know, but I'm not getting it. Now you are. Now I am? Yeah. Why am I not hearing it? Who knows? I don't know. What a world we live in. Anyway, now I hear it. Now Um, you got it. There's a yep. short over there somewhere. No running backs. No running backs. No quarterbacks. I may dip on this game. Ah, no way. Thursday. I love Thursday. I like it, but here's the problem. It's prime. I can't flip, yes. so I'm stuck. So, if at best, this is going to be a second screener for me because I don't want to be – I'm not locked into Colts All and right, Broncos. watch Outlander. So, I'll have it on. Look at this guy. Look What's at he it. up to? Man, lugging around. Boy, he looks like the weight of the world is on his shoulders yeah. right there, doesn't it, Scarlett? He was getting into the gym yesterday. Trying to, maybe this is trying to get fit for this. Well, he's going to go watch Clemson, his alma mater, play against Notre Dame uh, here in a month. And so I, maybe he's trying to he's show his training, people. training, yeah, getting ready for that. Yeah, that he's ready. By the way, so watch Outlander. All right. I'm giving you that. Or watch Dahmer. It's actually pretty interesting. I'm not into it. I can't do it. It's dark. There's nothing that could make me watch it. Yeah. I don't care. I know enough. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy in the moment. Don't you remember how creepy that was? Dude, We're old yeah. enough to remember yeah. that, like him being caught. Oh, yeah. So. Vividly. I Yeah, it freaked me out as a kid, man. Yeah. When when did he get caught? What's the year 1991. on that? 1991. Yeah. So, middle school? Yeah. I was eighth, seventh grade. Seventh grade, something like that? No. Yeah, I don't. I'm okay. good. He basically did it for the first 13 years of our life, because his first was in 78. God. And then ninety one, he was caught. There Pretty was sick. there was a lot going on at that time. Those movies were coming out. Like seven was later, but Silence of the Lambs was out at that time. Manhunter was out at that time. Yeah, you're out on. There that was stuff. I'm out on all that. So stuff. watch Outland. You had that. You had uh, we had the Unabomber in Montana was around that time. 
not great. Watch, watch Outlander. You'll right. We'll see what that's okay. about. So, but anyway, I'll have this on, but it's not as juicy. Like I have my running backs are Taylor and Javante Williams. So neither will be part. I would have otherwise been totally into it. One other thing we got to get to. We got Matt Money Smith coming in here in a second. Um, this bozo oh who ran God. on the field is yeah. trying to press is trying to file a police report against Bobby Wagner for what? Let me just ask you guys something. Assault. I assume that there is something in the ticketing part of the process that says if you go on the field, all bets are off, yeah, brother. You've lost all legal remedy. That I'm sure of it. Yes. There's no way there's not. I, if if a, if someone allows their charges to be filed, like this guy should be arrested for even trying. Yes, good. And, and he should be sentenced to another tackling drill with Bobby Wagner. I'm going to tell you something else. If if this does go anywhere, then Wagner ought to sue Peyton Manning because the only reason anybody's even talking about it is because Manning said we're on the Don't B team. We can shoot into this. And I love Manning. But if he doesn't do it, nobody even knows this exists. Yes, the cell because phone they're videos, not showing no, it. No, yeah, no. but it doesn't. No, no, no. It went nuts because of for Manning sure. Bringing but it, it would have attention. also gone nuts because of the cell phone videos. Like, but the not, cell phone videos were not as clear of a hit like you see in the. Well, did you see the reverse ESPN angle one? Camera. That's a way better yes, angle one. Of course, that's a cell phone video. But those that are great. from those are from the broadcast. The selfie videos are up high. Yeah, but there's one where it's like a kablowie. Yeah, but um, I think the reason it's known is because of the Manning cast. Enhanced. So fine. I mean, come on! Every anything that ever happens at a sporting event because of barstool it makes it to everybody. Probably true. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer's employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. We'll go behind enemy lines. Coming up next, you'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, time to go behind enemy lines here on Cleveland Browns Daily. Let's uh, head out on the twisted T hotline and the voice of the chargers matt money smith joining us always great to talk to matt and uh look forward to welcoming him here on sunday let's just start health wise uh both is obviously known but in terms of the questionable guys who's who's feeling likely in this week and of course i'm thinking mostly about keenan is he has he been ruled any ruling on him yet i don't think he's gonna play um that's my guess he just hasn't really he hasn't been practicing um so it's yeah, either way, like you're asking me which way do I think it's leaner, I think it's leaner if he doesn't play. Um, just kind of the way that the practice is mapped out. I think one, just kind of the guys that, that are going to come back, I think you're going to have Donald Parham back for the first time this year. Um, you know, that's their, their 6'9 tight end that has been a, a real big red zone target for Justin Herbert uh, since the two arrived a couple of years ago. So that's going to be a big get just because Gerald Everett is more of in that like 6'2", 6'3 range. So to have kind of that giant catch radius is going to go a long way I think for Justin in the red zone um, and you know the fact that Corey Lindsley came back last week was just a huge boost I mean there's just such a big difference with him playing center uh, even though Will Clapp did an okay job Corey's just one of the best in, in the business and, and man you could really see it out there against Houston when you look at this team let's stay, start on the offense obviously it starts with the quarterback Justin Herbert who you know, is leading the number one passing offense in the league right now. I, I was able to watch a couple of the games. He looks sensational, man. I mean, other than whatever happened against the Jags, I don't know about that game. I know he was banged up, but this game against Houston certainly was firing on all cylinders. What What's making this offense go? And, and is there any concern for anyone that the running game is last when the passing game is first? Yeah, it's funny, you know, it's like it's it's bizarro teams, right? You guys got the most explosive rush attack and the least explosive yeah. pass attack. The Chargers have the most explosive passing offense and the least explosive rushing offense. Let's see what wins. Um, I think there is concern 
you know, last week saw Austin Eckler get on track for the first time this season, and it was just such a big difference. You know, the way the, the ends were crashing and linebackers were, were filling and, and filling those run fits on, on play action opened up so much for Mike Williams downfield in the middle of the field. So I think that's they, they got to figure that out. They've got to continue to figure it out. You know, Austin had a great game. Obviously, you score three touchdowns, you have a great game. But just sure. the fact that he averaged four and a half yards per carry, it was so different than anything we had seen in those three games. So um, I think that is going to be important because play action is a big part of this offense. Uh, particularly with those shot plays, you know, and how good Mike is on the outside with those 50-50 balls when you can, you know, get those extra, you know, second to second and a half to let that develop. Herbert's just so good with it, with, you know, kind of his accuracy downfield that that's going to be important. So I think they're going to have to continue to build on the success against Houston. And I think we all know, you know, look, Houston's run defense, it might be the worst in the league. I don't know statistically, but going to be a much tougher path this week to make sure that ground game stays on track and just that you know i know i didn't really answer the question about herbert yeah herbert's been great you know herbert yeah. he, he's he's really good about feeling pressure um and and either getting rid of the ball quick and i know a lot of people kind of were taking shots at him and joe lombardi about why are they checking down so much and i think it's because there was some pressure and that filer's been a little leaky this year uh they're breaking in a new right tackle and and it's just fine you know, not going broke, taking a profit of four to five yards on, on every drop back. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we th this is clearly the most talented team that we've played uh, this season uh, by, by a pretty wide margin. And, and obviously, Justin's one of the you know three or four best quarterbacks in the league and the explosiveness and all of it. So for us, there's always a needle that you're trying to thread. And so you're looking for a way to have success. And one thing that kind of jumps out a little bit is is it feels like we should be able to have some success running the ball. Um, with, with the two backs and, and playing play action off of that and having some success. Um, is there a level of concern defensively uh, on the Chargers' side? Obviously, no, Bose is huge. But uh, beyond that, on, on their side of the ball, for the ability that the Browns could have to run it on Sunday? Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, I think, like I said, if you just go through those, those stats, the fact the Browns have the most explosive runs and the least explosive pass plays, a defensive coordinator to know what to do. Yeah, they can't do anything about it. Um, so I think it's a huge concern. The, the thing I'll say is this defense is so much different than the one last year that, that gave up, whatever, 150 to, to Nick, and including that 52-yard run, and, and I think another 50 or something to Kareem Hunt in that game. Um, the interior has become stout. It's, it's been really good with the additions of, of Austin Johnson and Sebastian Joseph Day. And I think it's going to be tougher to attack the creases, but we know how good – you know, Chubb is when he's able to bounce outside. And that's where they've had issues. Um, it's been a little bit of communication. Um, it's been a little bit of, you know, Asante Samuel is not the biggest corner. And if you can get yeah. him, you know, he, he's, he's vulnerable. Um, not Adderley, who plays high safety, you know, took a bad angle last week. And that's where Damian Pierce got that 75-yard run. You know, it should have been about an eight-yard run. Instead, he kind of took a bad angle. And, and that's happened a couple times this year. So, I think that's what they're working on cleaning up. Um, the one, the other thing they have going for them too is there's the ultimate eraser in Erwin James. Depending on, I, I'm going to be interested to see how they play him because you know you can, they've played him everywhere. They played him at, at rush edge. They played him at you know that kind of money spot, that linebacker spot, slot corner, outside corner, high safety, box safety. So I'm, I'm almost wondering if it's kind of putting a, a cap on the pass 
offense, they kind of put a stain on the run offense. And, and maybe Derwin plays a little bit higher than we're used to. And instead of rushing the passer, he's just kind of spying that back and making sure he almost keeps contained from a little bit of depth. So, you know, Chubb can't have those explosive runs. But I mean, Nick Chubb has got freaking 17 explosive runs this year. The Chargers <laughs> as a team have six. It's, it's just stupid. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. Some of the stats that, that the Browns have are so weird. Like, yards before contact is nuts. He's got 150 yards before contact. It's just, it's crazy. The Browns have been pretty darn good at that. That is their bread and butter. And in some cases they do that so that they can keep an explosive offense off of the field. In this case, that led by Justin Herbert, a team that put 47 on the Browns one year ago. I wanted to ask you a little bit about Gerald Everett because it's hard not to notice him. He's off obviously to the best start of his career, 16 for 211 and two touchdowns. His career high is 478 yards. I mean, he might shatter that by the time we get to the halfway point of the season uh, this season, but it feels like he is a real weapon. It kind of looks like a a receiver out there for uh, Justin Herbert. No doubt. He loves his tight ends. You know, Herbert does. He, you know, Jared Cook had a good year last year. Uh, like I said, Donald Parham is a, is a USF or not USFL, he's an XFL guy that's turned into a legit. He's going to have a, a long NFL career, you know, because I think of the, the trust that Herbert has placed in him, particularly in the red zone. Uh, I think if you look at the Chargers receiving core, you know, there's there's characteristics there, you know, when, when healthy. It's Keenan sure. 6'3", Mike 6'3", Palmer 6'1", Everett 6'3", Parham 6'9". You know, they like tall guys. Um, yeah. And, you know, you look last week and, and Everett just, you know, Petrie, you felt bad for him almost. He got, you know, somehow stuck with him in the red zone and, you know, he just ate that bowl of cereal right off his helmet. So he's, <laughs> he's athletic. He can high point. Um, he has had some issues with drops this year. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you know, you can point to that pick six against Kansas City where he just kind of quit on the route and allowed the, the – DB to jump in front of them. Um, so there have been some ups and downs. I don't, I don't know if Herbert fully trusts him yet, but I, I think the best way to describe it is I think he's still in that feeling out process, but he certainly likes him an awful lot. Um, want to ask you about the left tackle Jamari Salyer, and you know even on the Chargers website he's listed as a guard, was a sixth round pick, did play tackle, obviously at Georgia, an incredible first game, didn't allow a pressure. Things probably will be different this week, though, with Miles Garrett. Uh, what have they thought of him, and and how do they plan to maybe help him if necessary in this game with Miles? Yeah, if Miles is playing lots, that's how they plan to help him. Um, <laughs> you know, Jerry Hughes has obviously had a really good NFL career, but he's in his 13th season, uh, and look, he's still very good. He came that game with four sacks, and you know, and he was pretty much matched opposite Jamari the whole game, and and he pitched a shutout. Not only a sack, yeah. not no sacks, but not a single pressure. Uh, Jamari's good. You know, Jamari's really, really strong. He's got a great anchor. So Miles is the kind of guy that he's probably going to struggle with just because of the explosiveness and the athleticism, and you know, that's why I think he projected as a guard was just sure. him kind of exploding out of his stance and trying to get to those wide routes. Uh, if he gets on you, though, he's got you. You know, like that's – and that's something you saw from some really talented pass rushers in the SEC through three years, and that's what we saw last week. Um, he's He's got long arms. You know, yes, he's short. He's probably 6'2 and change, but he's got darn near 34-inch arms. So that's good. You know, that's going to help. Um, 
I think you'll see a lot of the same, and I don't know what the status is for Clowney, but, you know, that's probably going to be a big part of this is last week you saw him pretty much roll Herbert exclusively to the right, away from Jamari, just to help him out. Uh, I think you'll see a lot more of that. Um, I think they ran a lot more, you know, between the tackle runs against Houston, um, just kind of trying to crease the defense. I think you'll see that this week as well, just trying to slow him down a little bit. Um, yeah, it's going to be – look, it's a nightmare. It was a nightmare for Slater last year, and he played really well against Miles, but I think yeah. it's still concerning. Um, so, yeah, I actually got a better answer than, so yeah. But that's, <laughs> you know, I think the reality of it, right? It's, it's, that's it's what dealing with Miles Garrett does, exactly. Yeah, so – but look, he's not – he should have never been a sixth-round pick. That's the thing with Jamari. Like, it's just stupid that that guy slipped to the sixth. I mean – he plays left tackle for Georgia in two SEC championship games and a national championship game. And when Alabama is crushing them through the interior, they move him to guard and he pitches a shutout. Okay, 6-2, I get it. But how's that guy last until the sixth round? And I think, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I think they really found someone. I, I don't have any question about Jamari moving forward, the way he acquitted himself in that game, that he's at the very least a great swing a heck of a swing guy because he can play all you know four positions on the offensive sure. line. Matt has uh, have you talked to Brandon about coming home as a, as a head coach? Is that has that been something that's been discussed out there yet? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, Brandon uh, he, he loves he loves throwing out points of interest and talking <laughs> about you know the last time he was at Cleveland Stadium. I don't remember the two high school teams he mentioned yesterday, but he was like, oh, state championship game. I was with you know out for recruiting like yeah he's got a bounce in his step he's excited he look he loves ohio it's i think a lot of people that are from ohio feel you know very proud of that state why not it's a great football state it's produced a ton of great football brains you know that have found their way into front offices and coaching whether they are you know born and raised there or find their way at you know one of those colleges you know kind of the lower level colleges that seem to produce such coaches so um yeah he's talked about it like i said i wish I, I could share the uh, the two high school teams that, that he mentioned because I'm sure you get a <laughs> kick out of it. But that's uh, usually when he does that, you know, he's he's kind of excited uh, about something. And it was uh, it was pretty funny. To, I'm trying to dig it up right. It was really uh, it's really a funny little pop. I'm say, oh, here we go. Let's see. Uh, uh, where is it? Uh, here we go. Growing up in Perry. Ohio, uh, playing this. Let's see. I know that that lake. It's a great venue. Um, yeah, he was jacked. I was trying to. Oh, here we go. Last <laughs> time I was at that stadium, got to love this. Here it is. <laughs> the last time I was at this stadium, I was at Holy War. Ignatius versus Ignatius. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. there you go. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Well, that's great. Uh, we look forward to seeing him and you here on Sunday. And thanks for your time today, Matt. Yeah, you got it. Look forward to seeing you guys. All right, that's Matt Money-Smith joining us on the Twisted Tea Hard Ice Tea Hotline, the official sponsor of the Cleveland Browns. Keep it twisted, Cleveland. It, let me just – just for this resume. So he's – Brandon Saley is the defensive coordinator at John Carroll in 16. Yeah. And he became the head coach of the Chargers in 21. I mean, this is the most improbable. There's not even – you know, it, this isn't Kyle or McVay where there's a family lineage or there's something. Sure. This is – I mean, this this pattern is unbelievable. So he plays at Dayton, then he goes to Mercyhurst and finishes his playing career in 2005. Obviously, he was a standout at Perry. And then it's Northern Illinois grad assistant for three seasons, St. Thomas for a season, 
Hutchinson for I assume that's a junior college in Kansas. Guessing. Then he gets to Tennessee in 2012. So you impress somebody. Goes to John Carroll in 13 as defensive coordinator. James Madison in defensive coordinator in 2014. That was probably with Everett Withers, who was the uh, a defensive coach at Ohio State, who went there as a head. I bet he went there around that same time. Then he's that's one year. Then John Carroll, 15-16, somehow lands with the Bears in 17. And that flips it. So he's, we, we talked about this last year because we yeah. were trying to figure out how he What had, is the connection other than John Carroll because it's a cradle. the Bears that had done some work with him and saw something in him and said, let's bring him in here There's and find a spot on the coaching staff for him. Bears 17-18, Broncos outside linebacker coach 19, defensive coordinator Rams 20, Chargers head coach 21. I mean, do you, the, the difference between crazy. a defensive coordinator, secondary coach at John Carroll, which is a great program and has really become a cradle. There's so many guys connected to the NFL that went to John Carroll. But nevertheless, in 2016 to five years later, you're coaching the Chargers. It's, incre- it's an incredible rise. He's 39. Yeah, younger than us, man. What are we doing? What are we doing? This? I don't have a five-year run like that. No. Who does? I mean, I've had five-year runs, but not, not like exactly that on the professional level. Nor, nor positive. Yeah, a lot of peaks and valleys. Yeah, this is a solid ascent out of him. So that's exciting to have him back. Um, he'll, and I can see how he'd be excited about it uh, coming back in here. Less excited to play this offense, which is uh, quite a frankly pretty full day's pretty, work. pretty terrifying. Yep. Uh, we'll get into some matchup stuff coming up next. We've got uh, a game. We've got a little fantasy stardom or sit today as well. We'll do the matchups, the offense, the defense. Guess the line. Jordan Elliott. Oh, yeah, guess the line. Oh, Jordan Elliott's coming up next. Yeah. All right, Jordan Elliott's coming up next. We've got the matchups. We've got guess the lines. Lots. lot coming up here in the coming. final hour. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily. Very happy to be joined now by Browns defensive tackle Jordan Elliott. And Jordan, <laughs> let's start with the good. First career solo sack in that game. Played basically every down out there for you. What was that like? And then how gratifying was it to get that sack off that twist? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a blessing. You know, it's one of those things. You know, you, you work hard for in practice. Uh, before it actually come in the game, you know, it's exciting. So. It seemed like you guys knew that without Miles and without Jadevian and without Taven, you're going to have to, you know, manufacture pressure. It felt like there were a lot more stunts, a lot more twists than I'm used to seeing, and it felt like they worked. Yeah, yeah, you know, when you got guys like Miles and JD, you know, you want to let them just, you know, do their thing on the outside, you know. Uh, you know, when it, with them being gone, it did allow us to run more stunts and more games, just uh, working more as a unit, you know what I mean, uh, as a whole unit. So it was cool to, you know, just be out there with them guys. Year three for you, taking on a much more prominent role than you had the first two. What's the biggest change for you, and, and you know, what do you credit your success with? Um, really just working, you know, depending on my teammates, uh, just trusting each other. I think that's, you know, the biggest thing in this game, just knowing that, you know, we all have a job to do. You got married. I know that you've talked about this a little bit, but we haven't got a chance to talk about it, how that's kind of changed you, your focus, and, and having that support system, your wife being so supportive of you, putting in the time here to get your body where you want it, to get where you want on the tape, and to be able to make these leaps. Right. No, yeah, definitely. You know, you know, marriage is a, you know, it's a beautiful thing, uh, especially when you got the right person around you, you know, just someone that's, you know, there for your best interests at heart. Uh, 
you know, just understanding this is a team effort. So, you know, I'm thankful for that. And I see you smile when you say that. I know you're thankful for it. That's a beautiful, it is a beautiful thing. You're exactly right. All right, let's talk about what you guys learned from this game against Atlanta because it was almost in some ways two games, right? In the second and third quarters, they have 11 yards in a half of football, and they're a darn good offense. And then they were able to kind of get the ground game going. What do you guys, what did you see on the tape, and what do you guys take away from that? Uh, really just uh, executing and, and being consistent with our execution. Uh, you know, they made some adjustments, and at the end of the day, you know, we just we just got to uh, execute and, and play off of those adjustments uh, and adjust ourselves, which, you know, we try to do. But um, it's one of those things where, you know, we got to be prepared for when the team changes their game plan and, and you know, it's just, it's just it's all it is too. We just gotta be prepared for it. You know, have a backup plan. Make sure that we are fitting our gaps and just you know doing the things we need to do. Was it hard being out there and being the the elder statesman of the off of the defensive line in that game? And I know Isaac's been around the league, but certainly in this system, you're the only one that's been there three years. A lot of those guys had never started a game. None of them had sacks. None of that was more snaps than they played at any point in the NFL. Was that kind of a obviously a big change? But was when you kind of looked around, you're like, oh man, this is this is a lot different. Oh yeah, you know, time flies. Like it just seemed like just yesterday I was just a rookie, so you know, just being one of the considered one of the older guys, you know, it, you know, it is a different perspective. Um, but you know, in the NFL, you know, we just we just got to do our job, and, and no matter if you're a rookie, second year, whatever, like we got to make sure that we're ready and prepared. So you know, that's the biggest thing, just taking away from that game. What have you learned, if anything, from Taven Bryan coming over, a former first-round pick who's been in the league for a while? Uh, T you know, TB is an explosive guy. You know, what I mean. Uh, uh, if anything, just learning from him is just, like I said kind of earlier, just, you know, we, we all got to play off each other. Um, you know, we are brothers at the end of the day, and, and you know, we really got to buy into that so that, you know, it shows up on the field. All right, last time with the Chargers, it was a shootout, an absolute 89 combined points in that one, the highest scoring game in the NFL a year ago. They come in number one passing offense in the league. They've got a good running back in Austin Eckler. Uh, I'm sure you guys have kind of turned the page already to them. What do you see from this offense, and, and what do we have to do to try to slow them down? Uh, like you said, the number one passing offense. So, uh, just be being prepared for checkdowns, being prepared for quick passes, um, and, and, and really just executing this game plan. You know, we have a good game plan. We're gonna stick to it and make sure that you know we just iron out all the details this week in practice. Uh, you know, just mentally being prepared for whatever you know they 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 throw at us. So, that's all it is. Last one. You know, you look at this year, and it's been watching this defense. You guys have been dominant at times. And in the first three quarters, you guys are a top, I think, six defense in the NFL, period. Fourth quarter has been a problem. And I know it's something you guys want to clean up. What's kind of been the discussion around that? And what do you guys have to do to maintain what you're doing, really, the majority of the game? Really just the whole 60 minutes just executing, you know what I mean? Uh, like I said earlier, just, you know, teams are going to make adjustments, and we just have to be prepared for those adjustments. Um, you know, and it's it's coming along. Uh, it's just learning process. Every every game, every play. You know, it's a chance for us to learn and take from it. So, you know, we just got to learn learn those things and implement them, uh, so that we can play a whole sixty minutes, regardless of you know what they throw at us. Congrats on your first solo sack. Like to see a lot more even this Sunday against Justin Herbert. And uh, best of luck to you going forward. Thank you. I appreciate you. Well, there's nothing quite like tailgating touchdowns and twisted tea. It tastes just like real iced tea. You know why? Because it's made with real brewed tea. Cool, refreshing, and a 5% kick of alcohol. It's thirst down and goal. Twisted tea, hard tea. Keep it twisted. We will get into the matchups coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Bo here for my friends at Renew Home Exteriors, offering high-performance products that are durable, long-lasting, cost- and energy-saving to transform the look and efficiency of your home. Don't go into winter with the concerns about your roof. With Renew Home Exteriors, get a new roof installed in 7 to 10 days for no money down and payments as low as 96 bucks a month, plus receive free gutter guards with your roof purchase. Those are awesome. Beautify your home with premium siding and roofing products at lower prices with Renew Home Exteriors. Visit Renew Estimate. Dot com. They are the best in the business. Here is AVP at the podium. Absolutely seems like a straight game, which is normally very good for you guys. Struggled last week. Was there a common theme with it? Is it just how Atlanta played it? Um, it was just one of those days. You know, we we uh, screen game is a big part of what we do, and uh, we did not execute. Um, there was a lot of potential yardage out there had we ex- executed, um, but we have to. That was an area of emphasis for us is just being better at the screen game. Really just execute. We didn't execute well down there. Um, that was disappointing. Uh, we targeted that as an area where we wanted to be um, efficient and score touchdowns in the red zone. Um, first drive, we got right down there and, and came away with no points. So uh, definitely a, you know, a, a target for us uh, moving forward. We've got to execute better down there. Um, anytime you jump the ball and go, you, you often catch defenses off guard or misaligned or um, you know in a hurry to get set and not playing their best techniques. So it's been successful for us many times. Um, unfortunately, that one it was not. We'll see. We'll see where he's at by the end of the week. Um, you know, getting here uh, really today for the first time, having some meetings last night. Um, you know, he's a guy that understands his role, what he's going to do, where he's going to play in our system. And I think we can make it easy for him where he could contribute on Sunday, but it's too early to tell right now. Um, but liked him when he was here um, last and, you know, impressive with his ability to block in the run game. He gives us a ability to, to have a true big Y in there that can help you in the run game and, and still contribute in the pass game. Just keeping everybody off guard, really. Um, you know, the, the, the screen play that we, we fumbled on there was something we um, we saw early in the week that the way they drop on their play actions, we might have a chance to have some space in the field, and we did. Um, just unfortunately, we put the ball on the ground. Um, the reverse was a hit or miss play. You know, either it's a, an explosive or, you know, hopefully you get back to the line of scrimmage. Unfortunately, we took a TFL on that play. But, uh, you know, always staying multiple and versatile and using our personnel to the best of our abilities. James do for their defense and how much do you have to account for him literally every before every yeah he's definitely a guy that um, you know that you definitely have to be aware of both in the run game the pass game um, the pressure game when he does blitz um, you know he we, we, we need to treat him like he's a, a linebacker type he's not a, a DB in our minds um, and so we have plans for him obviously uh, in the run game it's important to make sure you understand where he is and who has him in the scheme so he's a guy early on that we've uh, isolated as, hey, we need to make sure we know where number three is at all times. Do you have to give uh, a little extra chipping help on, on Khalil Mack and, and give him some extra time? Yeah, I mean, he is a difference maker in the pass game. Um, I don't think it would be fair to ask any tackle to block him one-on-one for a full game. So there will be times when we, you know, maybe potentially uh, chip on his side or both sides. or It's nothing different from any of other of our plans. Um, 
but you know we, we feel good about our matchups. We like our tackles, but we always look to help. How do you adjust defensively? You know, with Joey out, you know, to try to compensate for that. How have they? Yeah. Um, uh, ben Noy's been more of a, an edge rusher than in the past, and you know he gets on the edge. He played in the box a little bit. Now he's probably going to be more on the edge in that regard. Rough. Uh, 94 will be out there on the edge as well. So they're trying to find people to, to replace that guy. But um, obviously, he the, he is a, a dominant player as well. So um, you know, we'll be ready for whoever they put out there on the edge. But um, it, it favors us to not have both in there because to have those two edges would be would be a long game. Are you cool with throwing it second and one from the one, the one that Wyatt got the, the holding on? And why is that a okay thing to do there, I guess. Felt really good about the, the call at the time. Um, had repped that play for, for multiple weeks leading up to that game, and it was ready to come off the call sheet. Felt good about it, and they gave us an unscouted look that we had not seen. Um, you know, ideally there in that situation, you like to just throw it away, get the ball out of your hands. Unfortunately, we take a holding penalty, and it backs us up, and that, that, one, that one was tough. But um, the call was great. Just the, the look wasn't what we expected. Jacoby makes it sound like he's so good at quarterback sneaks because he's big and tall. Is it that simple? Big and tall and heavy. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, some guys have a knack for doing it. You know, Tom's a guy Brady that that he watched do it, and I think he learned a lot from Tom. He has the size and the strength to to push a pocket. Um, you know, it's 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 a really good call. The percentages of getting the first down on a quarterback sneak are extremely high. So playing percentages, um, you know, it's a very safe call for us. Do we want to live in that all the time? And obviously, we need some tendency breakers here or there. But uh, we feel like if we call the sneak, we have a, a real high percentage chance of, of picking it up with his abilities and our line up front. Kobe acknowledged um, and owned a lot of things from from that game, including that he said he did something wrong on the fourth and three uh, from the four, and that he missed Amari, and that he blamed himself for not going to the right place with the uh, on the pick. How do you expect him to bounce back? What have you seen from him this week, just from? I think the first thing is the, the accountability. Uh, you know, he's he's not hiding from anything. He understands he's got to play better in those situations, the ones you mentioned, and uh, I know he will moving forward. Um, you know, I, I don't ever worry about Jacoby. All right, there's your offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt. Time for the matchup, our offense versus the Chargers defense, and for that we bring in Dr. Z. Oh, baby. All right, Browns offense. Chargers defense. Let's give you quickly the tail of the tape. Browns number four total offense in the NFL. Who would have had that? Who has that? But he should give up play calling, Stefanski. You're lost. <laughs> you have no idea what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. Hot seat. Hot seat. Number four <laughs> offense in the NFL. Number six scoring Idiot. offense in the NFL with yeah. a backup quarterback. That's right. Jacoby is our starter, but he is on our depth chart, our backup quarterback. We're not getting really much of anything out of any receiver other than Amari Cooper in the last couple of weeks chief. Well, we've got PPJ has been fine, but th you're not getting anything deep. You're not getting, let me, here's one for you. your fourth, but here's yeah, one for you. That DPJ, DPJ and Amari Cooper have not had 20 yards receiving together in the same game yet. How about that? All right, number six in scoring offense, the number two rushing offense in the NFL. Complaints just have under. to be based in some fact. Not, nah, no, they don't. Not anymore. 25th passing Unchecked. offense. We are the fifth best offense in the league on third down. We are second in terms of fewest sacks allowed. We are fourth in terms of fewest turnovers created. 
15th in the red zone, fourth in big plays. I'll say that again. We are amazing, fourth in yeah. big plays. We are number one in the league in terms of explosive runs with 25. We are 14th in yards per play, number eight in uh, turnover differential. And then when you go back into, and I, this is a fun stat for me, uh, but in terms of time of possession for the year, we're at 35-38, number one in the NFL. So that's that our good? offense. Their defense. 20th total, 30th scoring, 14th against the rush, 17th against the pass, 21st on third down, so not a great third down defense. They do get after the quarterback. They've got 11 sacks, but six came in week one against the Raiders four last week. So feast or famine that. They have one sack in the two games they lost, 10 sacks in the two games they've won. 20th in takeaways, 15th in the red zone, 8th in terms of not allowing big plays, so good there, 23rd in yards per play. So not a great defense, first of all. Um, who are the stars up front? You've got Khalil Mack, third in the NFL with five sacks. He's a six-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro for his career, 81 and a half sacks, uh, 19 strip sacks, which is second among active players. They brought in Sebastian Joseph Day. We heard Matt Money Smith say that, the Super Bowl champ in 21 with the Rams. By the way, there are a lot of guys, as I was doing this, that Brandon Staley, who was a one-year defensive coordinator with the Rams, brought in to join this football team Sebastian Joseph Day was with the Rams Morgan Fox was with the Rams so that's two of them new guys on the defensive line alone Fox this year by the way 101.5 sacks which is second on the team so he's a new player there as well um, they brought in Derek Tuska who was with the Steelers last year they brought in Troy Reader another former Ram who's a special teams ace for them uh, as well but up front it's all about Khalil Mack They've got Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day, Morgan Fox, Jerry Tillery that will fill, fill in. Uh, their linebacking core, Drew Tranquil, former fourth-round pick out of Notre Dame, leads the team with 33 tackles, uh, got his first interception of his career uh, week one, which was against the Las Vegas Raiders. It was the first of his career. Um, new full-time starter there. Kenneth Murray was their first-rounder in 2020. He's been bad in coverage, though. That's somebody I like to see the Browns attack. Back end, they're good. Asante Samuel, Jr., who had two picks as a rookie, already has one pick and four passes defense this year. They brought in Bryce Callahan, an undrafted, uh, undrafted free agent who's been in the league, though, now for eight years is a nickel. He leads the team with two picks. You brought in J.C. Jackson, the Pro Bowler in 2021 with New England, who has 17 picks the last two seasons. 20 and That's 21. Ridiculous. 17 picks. He's got 25 interceptions since coming in the league in 2018. That's the most in the NFL. Last year, he had eight picks a touchdown, and led the league with 23 passes defense, and New England just let him walk, which is bonkers to me. Bill maybe doesn't get it. He's only played two games, though, coming off of ankle surgery late in August. They've got Nasir Adderley, who's a three-year starter at free safety. He had an interception against Houston last week. And then there's Derwin James, pro football focuses, number five overall safety, two-time pro bowler, one-time first-team all-pro. Uh, so far, he's got 30 tackles this year, a sack, two quarterback hits, two tackles for loss, three passes defense. Five pressures. He's a great blitzer, great in coverage. Last year against us, he had 16 tackles, a forced fumble, a sack. He's somebody I can tell you, comes to fancy after talking to him, they want to know where number three is at all times. So that's the D. Here's what they do schematically. They're going to play man one is the coverage they play the most, 24%. Cover three second at 22%. 
Uh, they play a lot of cover six, relatively speaking, in the league, 11.4%, and some cover three seam, which is where the inside guys will take seam routes, three per, uh, third most in the league there. They've got 11 sacks, I said, tied for six in the NFL, but they had six sacks versus Vegas, four versus Houston, only one against Kansas City and Jacksonville combined when they lost. They blitz a lot, 32%, 10th most in the league uh, on passes only. All plays, they blitz 35%, third most, and against runs, 40%, 40% run blitzing team. That is highest in the NFL. They'll play nickel or dime about 80% of the time. So they play light, but they like to stack the box. However, they're not good. They allow the most rushing yards and yards per carry in the NFL with a stacked box. Also, outside runs, that's what we do really well. Oh, the yeah. Chargers are the worst. They allow 7.8 yards a carry. The Browns are the best. This year, 81% of Nick Chubb's yards have been on outside runs. He's got 394 yards and four touchdowns on outside runs, most in the NFL. And then the last one, we have got to protect the football. Since 2021, the Chargers, 14 strip sacks. That is first in the NFL. 23 forced fumbles, third in the NFL. So we got to be careful with that. And how about this? Who's ready to see this? The greatest battle, the Chargers, 27% conversions allowed on third and one or two this year. Best in the NFL against the sneak king, eight for eight, Jacoby Brissett. But give me good corners, good pass rusher in Khalil Mack. Uh, Drew Tranquil flies around to the football, and then they have the ultimate chess piece in Derwin James. Can you give me those Jackson interception numbers again? He's got 17 picks in the last two years alone. So is that 21 in this year? Or is 20, it 20 and 21. And 21? So he has so he only played two games so far this year. Okay, he had so the ankle so he has, surgery. He None this year. 17 in 20 and 21 yep. alone. Um, so let's do a little guess the stats with you. How many do you think our team has as a team all of last year and through the first four games of this year? So Denzel and John Johnson tied for the team lead with three each last year greedy i think had two so that's eight there's probably a malcolm smith one in there or something else that i'm thinking about so we're probably at i want to say 11 last year we were at 13 13 okay yeah. and then the year before no 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 no. this year and then this year we've had two and then this so year we've, we've had, had a total two. of 15 yeah. in 20 21 games 21 games and he had 17 in two seasons that's right that's an incredible rate yeah he's only been in the league it's for crazy. four years and he has 25 picks that's unbelievable. But the last two years, nine and then a followed up a niner with an eighter. Like, that's what's hard to me is how do you have nine picks and they're still yeah. like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll throw in his Throw it over that way. And he had 23 passes defense. And the Patriots are like, yeah. They didn't want to pay him. Crazy. When a, med when a medical mistake causes you injury, call the medical malpractice attorneys at 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. We'll do a little guess the lines coming up, some fantasy football advice coming up next as well. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Get into First Energy Stadium quicker on game days with Express Access presented by Root Insurance. Enroll for free today to enter through exclusive lanes at each gate. Plus, each game you use Express Access at First Energy Stadium, you automatically enter for a chance to win a Browns autographed item. Go to the Tickets tab in the Browns mobile app to learn more. Uh, we're a month into fantasy. Not on. Hit it. Now. Uh, we're a month into fantasy. 
Where are you? Because I had I gave you my phone yesterday. It was magic. I gave you your phone. You made like six transactions in a minute. I know the one league had limits. Though. I was like, don't. Well, limit that was me. the kids' league. That's silly. Yeah, garbage. Um, yeah, they had a limit of transactions, and so that you actually were actually kind of screwed on defense a little bit. We won't get into the particulars of that. But, yeah, I know. I wanted to go get we, the we bikes. Were, yeah, I wasn't were, done yet. Yeah, you weren't all the way done yet. Um, where are you on? Because so I know that you cut Sky Moore, who's a guy that we talked about in the lead up that we liked and draft, but he's up to a terribly slow start. Where are you on stashing a guy, hoping that it turns into something? Like, where's the cutoff? Right, so, date? like, Sky Moore played the most snaps that he's played. Yeah, it's trending. It's, it's trending good. But in that particular league, like, there are people of consequence yeah. on the waiver wire, which would not be – like, if you're in a, tw- a normal 12-team league where yeah. people are all – everybody's invested in fantasy yeah. football, those people, like – you'd keep Sky more because there probably isn't somebody with more potential on the waiver wire just sitting right. there. You know what I mean? But in a case where you could tr- get pick up the like number 12 fantasy receiver off the waiver wire, yeah, you pick then, him then up for Sky Moore. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's the tricky part. That's the tricky part. But for the most part, you're start you're looking for trends. Like right now, Brees Hall every week his utilization's going up. Mm-hmm. Like they just eased him into being the every down back. But by the second half of the season, provided that he stays healthy, he's going to be one of those real bell cows and is going to win fantasy leagues. Like Brees Hall is a yeah. guy, if you can trade for him right now, I would. If you have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I would trade him right now. He still doesn't play a ton. He's totally touchdown dependent. He's number five fantasy back right now. So you sell him to somebody and try to get a Brees Hall back. Or try, you're probably, it's hard to trade a running back for a running back. You usually yeah, probably trade a point, running though. back for yeah. a receiver. But that's what, those are the kind of moves that you want to be making. All right, I like it. Um, who do you like for us this weekend, fantasy-wise, other than the obvious? I mean, the obvious, Nick Chubb, you start. Look, last time we played against them, Nick Chubb, 161 rushing, a touchdown, one reception, nine yards. Kareem, 12 for 61 and two touchdowns on the ground, five for 28 combined. They had, for this is for your over-unders, last year combined, 39 touches, 259 total yards, three total touchdowns right. last time. Yeah. Uh, you start the Chief. He had a career-high 149. He's had back-to-back very good games. Uh, for the Browns, you know, two weeks ago, it was nine for 89 and a touchdown against Pittsburgh last week, five for 73. He's, he's going, he's fifth among all tight ends with 18 catches. You start him, you keep Cooper in your lineup as well. And then, and then that's where I would, that's probably where I'd leave it. All right. Are you ready? little guess the lines. Oh my God. I can't wait. All right, here we go. Tonight's game Colts at Denver for the good doctor, the Colts at Denver Colts at Denver. They still some, for some reason, I feel like what was my rule within a point and a half. I give it to you. With an a point. A point, I a give point. it to you? Yep. All right. Uh, I'm going to say Denver minus two. Denver minus three. You got it. Got it. Chargers at Browns. Do you know this one? I thought it was Chargers minus three. So if it's moved from that, that's what it was at the beginning of the week. It's minus two and a half. Okay. So it's gone down. Okay. Bengals, I'll give you that one. Bengals at Baltimore. Sunday night football. It's a goodie. Goody. Buffalo was a three-point favorite in Baltimore last week. Mm-hmm. On a neutral field, I feel like they would be at least a three-point favorite over the Bengals. Thus, Ravens minus one. Ravens minus three. What? Yeah, Ravens minus three. You did not get that one. Giants versus Packers. This is tricky. It's in Vegas. Or it's in London. 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 It's London. By the way, that's why I think Aaron Rodgers did the haircut, Peaky Blinders. He's totally. going with that Peaker's, Peaky totally. Blinders style haircut. Uh, pack minus six. Didn't get it. Packers minus eight. It's too much for a team that struggled like they've struggled. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Kenny Pickett, first game. 
Buffalo minus 14. Nailed it. Incredible job out of you. Let's go. I was Incredible. trying to think of the number that they would incentivize me. The guy threw three picks last week. Yeah. It's the Bills. Yeah. 14 is a lot. It's a big number, but that yeah. felt like a two touchdown. Yep. Bears at Vikings. Minnesota minus nine. Mm, minus seven and a half. What? Not nearly enough. What? I agree. Lions at Patriots. Patriots minus one. Minus three. What? Same. The Lions should be favored. Agreed. Seattle at New Orleans. What? That's right. You got to be able to adjust. Keep it moving. You get one wrong, just like no, I tell I'm our young quarterback. Right. You throw like, a bad yeah. pass, Short get back in the memory. huddle, Short get right memory. back at right. it. Seattle at New Orleans. At New Orleans. At New Orleans. God, these are some weird games this week. This is a strange one. Uh, New Orleans minus two. New Orleans minus five and a half. <laughs> what are we doing with these I lines? I don't know. I don't know. Dolphins at Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. No Tua. Miami minus four. Miami minus three and a half. You got it. Falcons at Bucks. Dirty Birds at the uh, soon-to-be-divorced Brady and the Bucks. Minus 11 and a half. Minus nine and a half. Titans at Commies. Tennessee minus five. Tennessee minus one and a half. What? Texans at Jaguars. Jags minus seven. Nailed it. On the money. 49ers. That should count like as a point and a half. I don't have a problem with that. 49ers at Carolina. Niners minus seven. Got it. Minus six and a half. Dallas at Ramit. Rams minus four. Minus five and a half. What? I thought I was going higher. I thought, yeah. I, I thought it was going to be minus two. That. I went to four. How I are they going to protect him? Parsons is going to kill him. They can't block Parsons anything. and Lawrence? They're going to kill him. Philly at Arizona. Philly minus six. Got it. Minus five. Okay. Raiders at KC. KC minus eight. Got it. Minus seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, and eight. Good well, job no, we did do. We didn't do. No, we did them all. What about tonight? Do we do tonight? We did it. Oh, we yeah, did. you nailed uh, eight, it. Eight. It was three. Eight and eight. I feel like that's pretty good. It's a win. You're guessing lines within a point. Are you kidding? It's a total win out of you. And there's some hinky lines out there, dude. New Orleans minus five. It's crazy. And a half. Yeah, I don't understand. That one's really tough for me. That to one was crazy. Around. What else was crazy? Uh, New England. What Minnesota was it? Give me that one again. Only, uh, New England minus three against Seattle. Against who? Against, uh, Detroit. Yeah. What? I know it. Yep, that's a tough one. Um, Packers minus eight. Baltimore minus three. There's some tricky ones out there for you. Kids. Baltimore minus three. Yeah, Browns fans skip the chore of laundry. Enjoy life, not laundry. Tide Cleaners is offering thirty percent off dry cleaning for the month of October. Visit the TideCleaners.com to find the closest location to you. Mention promo code Browns and be entered to win four VIP Browns tickets to an upcoming home game. Exclusive, uh, some exclusions may apply on that. Coming up next, the matchup on the defensive side. It's a big challenge for Joe Woods. You'll hear from him coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. 
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Bath Authority can give you the bathroom of your dreams, kids, and they can do it for you in about a day. Your current bath goes from what it is to a spa-like experience. They can do it for you. They are the best. The Bath Authority can do it for you and make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler. They are experts. They're factory-trained installers. You give them a call now, you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. An enormous selection of bath projects. They're all made here in America. You change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding in about a day. Superior products and expert installers at thebathauthority.com at 216-220-8399. And now let's go to the podium. Defensive coordinator Joe Woods. Harder than you thought not having Miles out there on Sunday? I thought we had guys that were ready, they were capable of stepping up with Miles being out. But, you know, with the attention that Miles gets, it makes things a little different. Like, does it change a lot, though, when Miles isn't out there for you as a play call, your scheme, all that? I try not to let it be that way just because I just want our scheme to be our scheme. There's just different things offenses will do when he's out there. Yeah, it was definitely good to see him out there. Um, you know, everybody was excited. And for me, I'm just, I'm just happy he's healthy. You know, there wasn't something serious with the accident. I think so. Yeah, you know, he's day to day. We'll see what happens. Um, he's moving around a little bit. Um, I hope he makes it, but we'll see. from last year facing this same offense to this year? That the game is never over. That was a very tough game just because the first half. You know, I thought we played really well. Um, and then we gave that big explosive, you know, just had something in it, it didn't work out. And then in the second half, it was, I mean, it was wild. It was a wild game, but I don't want it to be that way. I hope it's not that way, um, but you got to play for 60 minutes. You were talking about how not having Miles, you know, potentially changes the way uh, you know, teams will uh, attack you. And then on the other side of the ball for them, if they don't have Allen at receiver, you know, how does that affect what they're able to do? I think they're being creative with how they're moving their receivers around. So I think they're trying to get production from other receivers um, in different ways. Um, but I've coached against when I was at Denver, and he, he's definitely a big playmaker for him. Definitely moves the chains. But you can see they're trying to trying to do things to, you know, cover up for that. You guys, you know, when they talk about that 42-yard pass play, I've described it as a technique issue. Is, yeah. is that what happened? Yeah, it's just it's, it's really our base defense. It, it was play action. Now, you know what happens when you run the ball that many times, <laughs> you're thinking run, run, run. Um, you're thinking the same thing's going to happen, but you have to read your keys, execute your responsibilities, and we, were, we weren't clean on that play, and that's how we got hit. The fourth quarter's been your toughest for, for your unit. Mm-hmm. What's different that you're seeing on film between the first three quarters and, and, and that final quarter? You know, it's – it's tough. You just, you know, for us, and I, I do the same thing. I know I say the same thing to you guys every week, but I always go after the game, we do the evaluation, um, address our goals, talk about what we did well, areas that we need to improve. And it's going to happen every game. You know, it's the NFL, there's going to be problems. Um, but for us, with that game, like we made adjustments at halftime, 
and we got off the field, I think, 12 plays, the first three series with a turnover. So you're, you're feeling great about the adjustments you made. Then we got in the fourth quarter, and it's, you know, it's just like when the Jets, they came out and they said, we're just chipping everybody and just all the time. Then these guys just said, hey, we're going to run the ball. So I don't know if our adjustments made them do that, but they just said, hey, we're going to run it, run it, run it. And um, they had success and moved the ball down the field. So I, I don't know what it is. Probably a little bit of everything. And this is a long answer. It's probably a little bit of everything. Um, but we're just going to continue to address what we're trying to do defensively and, and do it cleanly. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think it's, you know, it's good to see him out there on the field. He was fired up. That's how I told everybody he got fresh legs. You know, he was running around. Um, but I, I think in his situation, you want to ease him back in. You know, it's different going out there and practice. You can kind of control your, your tempo, your speed. But when you're in a game situation, you're, you're going full go. So I think we're going to ease him back in. And then, you know, medically, we'll make a decision when we bring him back. Have you seen Justin Herbert significantly limited at all by his injury? What are you expecting from him? And, and what is he doing well? No, he's a really good quarterback. He has the size. He has the arm strength. Um, he sees the field well. Um, I mean, they're number one passing offense. And it's, it's, it's because of him and the players that they have. Um, I know he has the injury, um, but he's still moving around in the pocket. You still see the bootlegs and things of that nature. Um, but he, he looks normal. I think he's probably trying maybe if he, if he was going to run it and try to get an extra five yards, he's, he's going to slide this time. Um, but he looks like the same guy. Lights up a lot of secondaries. Maybe he's just such a, he's such a young player. Yeah. And yet he's so prolific. Just how do you prepare your guys for what they're about to get from him? Um, this league is about matchups, in my opinion. And every week, it's, you know, last week it was the tight end and the receiver. You know, this week, you know, it's the quarterback and, you know, their skill players they have. And I just have confidence in the guys we have. I just feel like if we go out, we execute, and we play our techniques, I feel like we can cover, you know, anybody in the league. You challenged the Alcanico presence. Is it similar to what you saw out of McCaffrey in the first quarter? Yeah, you know, he's he's a very good back, and he's a good back as a runner, and he's a good back, um, you know, coming out of the backfield as a receiver. Um, right now, I think he's he's their leading receiver in terms of catches by about nine nine receptions. So he's definitely a, a challenge, and we're going to have to be ready for him, whoever's going to cover him. All right, there you go. There's Joe Woods at the podium. Time to uh, have a little fun with this matchup. They're real – you're on. They're real, real good. And for that matchup, our defense versus this Chargers offense brought to you by Evolve Technology. Evolve Technology powers best in class security for the Cleveland Browns. Let's go to Dr. Z. Yeah, he's like shaking his head at me. It. I don't know. If, I can't hear either. I don't know if it's not It's not me being tomfoolery, Gibbe. Like sometimes you hit it when it's on and it doesn't make any sound. And then I have to. We hit this one. He had it yesterday with the your audio. Yeah. Where it was pop popping in and out. Yeah, there was. I believe there was a bad headphone connect we had replaced. All right, very good, very good. All right, here we go. Listen, folks, like our offense, they're good. They are the number seven total offense. They are the twelfth scoring offense, last in rushing. But where are they good? First in passing, first in sacks allowed, fifth in turnovers, eleventh in third downs, fifteenth in the red zone, tied for twenty second in big plays. That is shocking to me because they throw the ball down the field as well as anybody. Twelfth in yards per play. And so who do we have to deal with here with their offense? Well, it starts, it stops with Justin Herbert. Only been sacked four times, fewest in the NFL. He was, of course, the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2020. 
Leads the NFL 1,250 passing yards, 312.5 a game, 67% completions, nine touchdowns, two picks, 102.2 rating. Uh, career, he's got eight rushing touchdowns, but he only has four rushing yards all year, probably because he has fractured rib cartilage suffered in week two against Kansas City. Week four, though, he finally felt better. The Pro Bowler last year went 69%, 342 touchdowns, no picks in the win over Houston. He looked very, very good. Who does he throw the football to? Well, you heard right there, Austin Eckler. He leads the Chargers with 27 catches on the year for the season. 45 rushes, 140 yards, two touchdowns. Both scored last week. 27 catches, 188 yards, and one touchdown also scored last week. In 2021, he had 20 touchdowns, did Austin Eckler. 20 touchdowns. He had 911 yards rushing, 12 rushing touchdowns. He had 647 receiving and eight receiving touchdowns. So he is a dual threat. In fact, he is two rushing touchdowns away from becoming only the eighth player in NFL history with 25 rushing and 25 receiving touchdowns for a career. Mike Williams leads the Chargers with 258 yards and two touchdowns. He's doing that on 18 catches this year. Uh, coming off a career year last year, 76, 1,146, and nine touchdowns. How about this, too? He's got four straight games of 100 yards or more on the road. If he gets 100 versus the Browns, that would be fifth straight, which would be tied for the fifth longest streak in NFL history. Uh, last year against us, by the way, in case you're wondering, Herbert, 389 and four touchdowns passing plus a rushing touchdown. Eckler, 66 rush yards, two rushing touchdowns, 53 receiving and a receiving touchdown. Mike Williams, 165 and two touchdowns receiving. That was just last year. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty good, so they're fun. So those are the big three, Herbert, Williams, and, and then Austin Eckler. Now, if Keenan Allen does play, he led the team last year with 106 catches, 1,138 yards, six touchdowns. He's been a five-time Pro Bowler every year since 2017, and he has had 1,000 yards in four of the last five seasons. They also have a new weapon. Gerald Everett, who I mentioned earlier, the tight end off to the best start of his career, 16 catches, 211 yards, two touchdowns. Last week he had five catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown versus Houston, the second on the team in yards, tied for first in touchdowns. Uh, Josh Palmer's got a touchdown on the season, and as does DeAndre Carter. So, so those are some of the other uh, running backs and, sorry, wide receivers in their stable. Their line, they've got Corey Lindsley at center as a pro bowler, and then – First-rounder Zion Johnson plays right guard. He's allowed nine pressures this season, seven pressures in the last two weeks alone. Uh, Matt Filers, the weak link there, he joined the Chargers in 21, started every game last year. 60 career starts, but this year he's allowed a sack and a team-high 15 pressures. Jamari Salyer, we just talked about him, their sixth-rounder out of Georgia. Didn't allow a pressure last week against Houston. We'll see how he does against Miles Garrett, though. Um, they hit big plays since 2020. Herbert, 49 completions of 40 or more yards Jeez. since 2020. That's the most in the NFL. Six it's completions. Unbelievable. That is an unbelievable, unbelievable set. Six completions of 50 or more yards in the air, which is the most in the NFL. Uh, we've got Mike Williams has 10 of those catches of 40 or more yards since 2021, which is most in the league. He's coming off a game with 120 last week. Um, here's the thing about Herbert as well. Another crazy streak. If he throws for 300 yards, it'll be his 20th career game with 300 most ever in somebody's first three seasons. Would also be his eighth straight game of more than 300 yards passing on the road. The last time that happened, Rich Gann in 2001-2002 when he was the MVP of the league and the Raiders won the Super Bowl. So they can sling it. Uh, they, can't, they have struggled to run the football so far this year. 
but they can sling it and they are dangerous. And last year, as we know, they made us pay on some busted coverages to Mike Williams, and we are going to have to be about our business because they are very good. The good news is we will have Miles Garrett back. Uh, it looks like we will have Taven Bryan back. And as we talked about earlier, the arrow is pointing at least in the right direction, although it's far from sure that we would have Jadevian Clowney back for the Browns as well. All of those would be in incredibly helpful. Uh, when Bernie compared him to Marino yesterday, that's the guy that, that to me, I mean, just from arm delivery talent, Marino is a little lower in it, but yeah. it's a lot. They're the similar build, similar size, young Marino. Marino was ridiculous. Better athlete. This one? Yeah. I think we remember old Marino. I don't know what young Marino was in comparison. I mean, this kid's a tremendous athlete, but just the way the ball spins off his hand, there's a lot of similarities to it. I was thinking, you know, I was thinking of the bigger Elway because he can run. He kind of throws that He's not as bulky, he's though. As, Elway was – That was maybe his more gear, though. That was weird-looking gear. That's I mean, this true. is a big dude. No, no, for sure. He's yeah, 6'6", yeah. 240. Yeah, that's true. All right. Browns fans, catch the Kevin Stefanski Show with Z and Gerard tonight from 7 to 8 on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Coach and Browns linebacker Sione Takitaki will join the guys to get you ready for Sunday's game against the Chargers. I thought you were on location. All those people are going to be on location. No, no, you're no, not. no, no, no. You're in-house. You're in-house. Uh, and we've got a scores. All right, here we go. John Elway, believe it or not, okay. was 6'3", 215. Okay. I don't believe that. I mean, he wore the most ridiculous That doesn't feel like he armor. definitely wasn't that in 1998. I mean, I could see him being that in 1987 he had, or 8. He had in his first three seasons in the league. He was so much chestier, though. Yeah. You know, there was, it was in his first three seasons in the league, he had two rushing touchdowns. Herbert's got eight, and we're not even close to it. And then, let's see, Dan Marino. It's here. just a totally different game, though. No doubt. But you Elway know. was considered mobile and whatnot. Marino, 6'4", 220. Well, he never left the pocket. I mean, yeah, he rushed for – He probably had to eight in his whole career. He had nine in his entire career. Yeah. He had 87 yards rushing in his whole career. Yeah, that's about right. 87 yards rushing his whole career. He had negative rushing yards. Well, if yards you left the pocket, you'd get killed. These guys can leave the pocket and they don't get killed. Well, it's a totally different situation, I'm just saying, even compared yeah. to his. It's just a totally, totally different. He was not a mobile. No, no, man. he was not. All right, we got a scores for you coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, Gibby, we got a score. Colts visiting the Broncos. Colts struggling, not playing too well. Denver, not playing great either. I have no idea what to expect. Zagura. It's our first bad Thursday nighter. And it's a doozy. It is the first bad Thursday nighter. Where is it? Denver. Denver. We have like 20 seconds left in the show. Broncos ram it. Wow. Same. Thursday. Or Thursday. is it? Or is it? We're back tomorrow. Next level next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.